This is Music Mentality with Angie. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Music Mentality. My name is Angie, she, her pronouns, and today I will be interviewing Hayden McHugh, they, them pronouns. Hayden is from Calgary, Alberta, and today we'll be talking about how Hayden has established themselves as an artist, especially against all the competition and changing of times. Particularly, we'll be talking about how they've used music to cope with the difficulties that came up from being in the music field as a queer person and as a person with their own sound. Um, refusing to conform to Calgary's expectations. You could find Hayden's music on all streaming platforms, including Spotify and Apple Music, by just taping in Hayden McHugh. So I'm inviting you here because I wanted to talk about your music making and how you, you know, came to be Hayden. Um, so I'm just going to start with a very basic question. Do you remember sure. the first artist or song that you listened to that kind of like inspired you and you like got that, oh my God, I want to do that moment? <laughs> um, I think that it was like, I would say it's more of like a build for sure. Like it was started with kind of just enjoying it. I don't think I always knew that I wanted to do like on stage performance. But um, I think when I was a kid, I really remember listening to like songs in the car with my parents, like it wasn't me by Shaggy and stuff like that. Like really silly um, kind of funny songs uh, is kind of the stuff that really stood out to me. I would say a lot. So yeah, that would be like one of the first ones I would say like the first time I really knew what I wanted to do sort of was more like a Hillary Duff vibe when I incredible album called metamorphosis uh, that came out in like the two thousands. And um it was a really, really just like all the writers and stuff like that who participated in it did a really good job. And the producers are just really incredible as well. So um, yeah, it was, it, that would probably be one of the albums that really stood out to me and made me think, Ooh, I'm going to do that. <laughs> I love Hillary Duff. I'm so happy that you said that speaking to my She's soul. Very classic. It's very, um, it's definitely, um, it's a throwback, but it definitely is like a little a litmus test in a way. Everybody, you, you know who you're talking to, whether or not they know who that is. <laughs> oh my God, I know. Um, you mentioned your family. Is your family someone who's always supported you throughout your like music career and, you know, establishing yourself? Yeah, I don't think they've always gotten it. Um, like living in Calgary, we live in a space where um, there isn't really a strong entertainment industry. Like there just isn't. Like there just is no when you are going out to see entertainment, it's often entertainment that has been imported or it is entertainment that um, is catering to a very particular audience. And I never really felt like I fit into that. And so I think a lot of people would look at me and see that my cute little dance pop whatevers and just wonder where that would fit in to kind of the rest of the world. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't say that they weren't supportive at all. Like they were absolutely like always like, yes, like well, we're going to put you in a, a singing program. Let's get you piano lessons. If you like music so much, like let's do all these little things. And so I just, I don't think that 
I think like a lot of the, the things that they'll say to me now are, is like, oh, we never expected you to be able to get, you know, do some of these things that you've done. Like I'll do a show, like I just performed in Fernie um, and they were like, oh, we never would have expected that you would have been able to go and travel and do like big shows like this. So um, yeah, surprised, um, but never were they like, you, you're not going to give up, you know? <laughs> I would love to lean in more a little bit into the idea of like, having your music fit into this mold that you've been listening to, especially living in Calgary. I could definitely imagine it being like more secluded in the arts industry there. A hundred percent. I think I spent a lot of my time wondering whether what I was doing was like wrong. Like I was like, obviously like people like country and rock and rap. So what am I doing? And it definitely hindered me a little bit in the way that I would like, if you go back and listen to some of my like songs off my first EP, for example, a lot of them are, um, catered in a way where you can kind of listen to songs like black widow and hear me trying to make a rap song out of whatever i feel is my own legitimacy but i feel like i turned that around as soon as i released smile which even after i released that song it still took me a while to figure out that that's kind of what i wanted to do that that was you know the direction and so when um it's when I kind of, after I released it and noticed that everybody was giving me that response, I noticed that like, I don't care that there's not, most of my neighbors don't agree with me that like, this is what I want to make. And I know that there's an audience out there for me. Um, and so I'm just going to keep doing that instead. And it's been great because now um, I do, now I actually get to work with a lot of these country artists and stuff like that, that exist in Calgary. And even though that's not necessarily my vibe, um, I still get to participate in their industry and be a part of their events and their, and their shows and, and their music. Um, even though it's not for me, because um, now that I've worked on my pop stuff and that I have kind of brought myself to a certain level, now other people are wanting me to be included. They're like, Oh, we love your melodies. Come and write with us. We love this. We love that. And so it was good. It was a challenge and it put me, above and beyond where a lot of other people would end up because I think that a lot of them just feel comfortable in singing country or in singing rock and roll. And um, so, yeah, it was a bad thing at first because I've made a lot of mistakes and I've had a lot of like, I hate where I'm, what I'm doing and I hate living here. What am I doing here? And then you realize that it's honestly, it's, it's a better thing in a, in a lot of ways because it's challenging in a good way as well as it. I'm like the only pop artist that I know and uh, I can, you know, in, in, in miles and miles and miles and miles. So when it comes down to doing like a pride show or a tour for like prides, um, I get a better chance of getting into these shows because I'm close by and there's no need to bring in like Todrick Hall from L.A., um, you can get that kind of same experience uh, through me, a Canadian. So, yeah. That's amazing. Okay, you did at the very beginning of that mention um, how you would mimic almost someone else's music style. Yeah. Where do you think the line is between finding inspiration in other people's music versus like mimicking their music? Well, for me, it's about making sure I actually know I like it. Like, I think I would spend a lot of time in bars and other people would tell me, oh, this is great. This is a good band. Like, band, you should like this band. And I would kind of be internally telling myself, oh, no, I don't like this at all. This isn't my vibe. This isn't my thing. And But then I would still go home and tell myself that I like am trying to be inspired by that stuff that is going around. Now it's better because even if I do work with country people, I know exactly what I want and what I'm doing and I know what I like. And so... Um, I will work with individuals and we can write stuff that we both appreciate, even if it's not necessarily either of our genres, because we're both kind of on the same page about what we appreciate. So 
I would say as long as you like it, like I love a lot of rap and I love a lot of rock and roll. Um, but I think in the space that we live in, a lot of that rap and rock and roll, especially is very heteronormative. It's very consistent and it's very ex exclusive in a way. And um, so I wasn't fitting in. And now it's cool because I can listen to like Tira Whack and be inspired by rap music that actually touches me and my heart and my and my brain um, and try to include that into my thing without forcing it. You know what I mean? Because it's actually something I listen to on a daily basis. Like I actually listen to Tierra Whack all the time. She's one of my favorite rappers. Um, but like if I'm trying to sound like Tupac, I'm going to it's going to sound like shit and I'm going to have no fun. So, um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So we're talking a lot about conforming to what other people want of you. Obviously, when it comes to art, we experience that a lot more because art is a vulnerability and mm -hmm. you get to express yourself a lot more. And, you know, this side of you comes out that other people might not necessarily like or accept. So do you ever find yourself in your outside of music life experiencing exactly that, in which case you can turn mm -hmm. to music and kind of like get that sense of stability that you're looking for? 100%. Yeah, like as a queer person, pretty much everywhere I go is somewhere where I feel uncertain about who I am and where I am and why I'm why I'm here, basically. Um, and what if I belong here, that's a really big one. Um, and I would find that I go to other people's music um, a lot more in, in these environments. Um, I love like, especially what I love about hyperpop, especially as a genre that has basically been invented by trans people. It is a genre based on the idea of not fitting in and is a genre based on the idea of being an outsider. And I love it because you can hear it in both the words and the lyrics and and also just in the overall song structures. So, um, yeah, like there's a Calgarian who I appreciate named Ellie Otto. They've got that song um, Sugar Crash. They live literally down the street from me. It's like super funny. I gotta say, like, I, I don't really use a lot of my own songs in my own personal development. It's more recently, I would say, that I've started to, like, realize that some of the songs I've written previously are sort of standing out. Like, I wrote a song with a girl, and then we did a show in Fernie where she played it. Um, and it was just making me cry because it was this song about, like, reminding you that... Um, it, it, it's it's uh, I can't remember what it's called now, but it's basically called it's called Biggest Fan. And it's about like a couple who's broken up, but you're still like, I love you and I support you and please go do good work. But like, I, I can't do it anymore. But I wish I could tell you that you're doing great. And that was like really helpful for me because when we were there, I was feeling like I wasn't doing a good job and I wasn't making progress. Um, and then her just being on stage and singing like, I don't think you know how lovely you are. I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe we wrote this. So um yeah it's i definitely find that it's more like um in the moment it's more of like an intentional thing i'm looking for something to write about and then in the future i'm like wow i'm really going through this i can't believe i wrote this song two years ago yeah it really just speaks to me so yeah it's 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 a little different i think a lot of people think oh you're sobbing and crying right now you're probably gonna go write a song about it and i'm like ah, i'm gonna go feel my feelings <laughs> and then talk to you in a couple yeah. months about yeah, oh uh God. the process once i have a better idea about the song after the fact so i get that so much because a lot of the music I write, I don't even necessarily do it from my own experience. It's almost like seeing other people live out their experiences. And I'm like, oh, my God, there's inspiration there. Totally. Um, I like it when it's both. You end up with a bit more of a, a well-rounded experience. Plus, Robin said this thing where she was like, I don't want to write songs that nobody else gets. I want to write songs that the whole world is like, oh, my gosh, I've been through that. I know what that feels like. And I and I love that. 
And, um, and so that's why I love these like kind of universal experiences. Cause when you're hearing something that somebody else tells you, you're like, Oh, I've been through that. And then you're able to combine those to create this really cool universal experience. So. Oh my God. Yes. And it's like music can be interpreted. Music is an art, so it can be interpreted on so many different levels. Like if you write a song about your personal experience, people might interpret it differently towards catering their own experience you know what i mean like a breakup song can be about a significant other or it can be about a friendship break or like in my experience yeah in my experience my first heartbreak was like failing my level 10 piano the first time that was like honestly my first heartbreak (laughs) so true (laughs) actually brings me to my next question you do you know what toxic positivity is yeah. And I, I find that can be problematic too, because I think that we end up in a position, especially when we are people who are in a position of struggling, where we can kind of convince ourselves that things are for happening for a reason. And I think I really like to remind people that like, while we want to make sure that we're recognizing that things are happening and that there is a learning opportunity from everything that like, not everything is happening for a reason. And that maybe it's time for you to get the heck out. And yeah, that's another part of it. Like, that's another reason why I think I wrote smile too, is like somebody was trying to tell me that they were the best I was ever going to get. I'm like, "Mm, I'm pretty sure that there's a lot of other people out there. And I can't imagine that you were the best that this is going to get. Like, I just, I can't, like, I just can't imagine. And I was like 22 when I wrote that song. So it's like, I honestly can't imagine that this is like the end of my life, you know? So like, I'm not worried about it. And, um, and so, yeah, it's definitely, I don't find myself too much into that. Um, because I really like to be realistic. I like to find that we are in a position, but I also don't want to dive too far onto the other side where I'm being so realistic, where I can't have hope because if you're not able to like see beyond the situation that you're currently in, um, then getting to that next situation is impossible. Um, it's like my own little version of the secret, basically just like it's the visual, the visualizing of it, put yourself there. Um, but don't be unrealistic either. Don't be like, I'm going to be a millionaire tomorrow. Cause that's probably not going to happen and you're going to be disappointed and then you're going to be sad. So let's set a goal of like, I'm going to make $30 by tomorrow. And then, you know, then you've made a good step in the right direction. And that allows for you to be both positive, uh, but also realistic. So interesting. Yeah. Finding that balance is so difficult. Like I, I find myself having trouble finding that balance every single day where I'm like, it's okay not to be okay. And then I like fall down the rabbit hole of not the rabbit hole of not being okay for like so long. And then the flip side is, oh my God, I'm going to get up and I'm going to, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to force myself to be okay. And find that balance. it, It is a rabbit hole on its own. So what's a piece of advice you can offer to get out of that rabbit hole of finding that balance? Um, I think for me, I have a really hard time letting things go. And I think I like to put weight and intention onto everything. Um, And I sometimes need a reminder that people are just doing what's best for them. And that's nobody's fault. Um, That's what we're here to do as humans. We have no other choice because you are like, if you were dropped out of your mom's womb into the middle of a forest, you would just have to start thinking about how can I survive? And that's all people are doing. Um, but I also try to remind myself that like, just because I'm being respectful of this other person's feelings and how they're living their lives doesn't mean I need to put up with it either. Doesn't mean that like, 
I can recognize that that person is having their own feelings and having their own life and having their own problems. But that doesn't mean that I'm going to constantly give up every Friday afternoon to do something stupid for this person who won't make their own lives better as well, if that makes sense. So um, I think it's a little bit of what you said about the toxic positivity. It's got to be a bit of both. Like you've got to find the balance between how am I respecting myself and my own feelings while simultaneously understanding that like other people are just looking through their own little goggles, trying to stay afloat and stay alive. And often those people are going to make choices that aren't putting your best interest at heart. So um, it's, it's a little bit of just acceptance. It seems like it's just like, how can I, how can I make my own life better and try not to take anybody else's lives down? Um, but I'm also not going to beat myself up if, you know, I don't want to step in. People often say, you know, shouldn't step over people to succeed. But like if somebody's standing in your way and they're not willing to move, then you might need to stand up and step right over this person and not feel like a guilty person for growing and trying to move and be the better person. Just breathe. That's the best thing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so I want to loop back around to music versus finding that balance so there's so much music out there like olivia rodrigo she she has so much anger and that anger is so relatable Mm -hmm. and then and then there's like lizzo who's like oh my god i'm coming into my power and stuff and etc etc like there's so many artists and so many songs out there that express so many different emotions all of which are relatable do you ever find music um to help you find that balance yeah, I would say you need to be listening to um, like different genres. Different genres will have different perspectives on stuff. And if you're only listening to, you know, men singing, then you probably should take a peek at some ladies because they all have a different perspective on music. Like, I think you will have a very misbalance in your life if you are only prioritizing one artist all the time. So I really think it is important to have a good balance. Like, because I agree with myself, like I am the happy, positive, like hopeful giving guy. And I know who, what I am and who I give and, and who I serve to people. But I, I think people shouldn't only listen to this hopeful type of music because it will give you a false sense of security in environments where you, where you might need an Adele, where you might need somebody to tell you, babes, it's time for divorce. You know what I mean? Like in a terrible <laughs> British accent. Divorce, babes. Like that's, that's what you need to hear sometimes, right? But um. And, but so I, I really think that people need to have a, a good variety. If you're only, if you're choosing like a Lizzo and that's all you listen to, um, you're going to have a hard time because there's going to be a time when you're trying to charge up a self-empowerment emotion um, or try into like kind of the shape of something that actually requires you to process or requires you to think. So um, yeah, I, I have lots of artists that help me come together, but in my opinion, it's really good to have a web. And don't just depend on Lizzo for all your musical needs. Like you just said, 7,000 songs are uploaded to Spotify every day. Like every day, 7,000 pieces of work. Uh, so there's music out there for you to listen to and, uh, and to use for other environments, so. Okay, first of all, 7,000 sounds creepy. so intimidating. It's terrifying. That's yeah, forty thousand every every week, basically. Um, I have a friend who works at TuneCore, and they sometimes have to stop because there's too many going in on one day. Like they're like, "Oh, sorry, you've hit the twenty thousand mark for today. We are not uploading any more songs. Talk to us tomorrow." And like people who uploaded their songs to the distributors too late get pushed to the next day because there's just not enough space 
in the program for them to do it. Like it's, it's, it's banana. So yeah, like, like, like you said, like there's lots and lots and lots and lots of music out there. Um, you need to have a niche. One of all, like if you're going to be an artist, you need to know what you do, what you serve and, and what you're bringing to the world. Um, but you also need to, if you're a consumer, you also do need to recognize that like, if all you do is listen to Billie Eilish, then a lot of your experience is going to be shaped by that perspective. And that's the thing, like music helps you acknowledge so much of what you are feeling. Like, for example, if you're feeling a certain type of way and you listen to a song and you're like, wow, this resonates with my soul. All of a sudden you've unlocked like this, this lump of emotions you didn't even know existed. And that's like so beautiful that music can do that. Yeah. Uh, We're not always in a situation where we feel like there is good stuff coming. And I think that that's what I want to do with my songs. Like even in my got a new one coming out called Forgetting Ya. And the whole basis of that song is basically your friends are leaving you. You know what I mean? Like, let's say you've gone away to college. Like you're, you and all all your friends are basically going to go to different schools. Um, And even if you don't, um, you're going to be in different classes and it's, it's just going to lead to heartbreak. But the thing about Forgetting Ya is it's not about being sad and your friends being not there it's about being happy for them and it's about knowing that life is about growth and about knowing that they're gonna do something amazing and you're happy for them even though it's sad and even though you're having a hard time with accepting this change that it is better and it's the same thing with smile too like smile i think people hear it and they're like oh it's a big old fuck you song like it's kind of but it's not also it's kind of like it's kind of just like oh I appreciate you coming back in my life and telling me that you think we would have been good together. I don't agree. You're going to have a good life. Like have a good life. Like, bye. Like, you know, but it's not, it's never, I'm not in the position of like writing a, a hate song. So it's, yeah, it's very all about hope. It's very about like, how can you kind of come out on the other side of something um, as a bigger, better person than you were before. And, um, and some of them are just for fun too, right? Like I've got lots of songs like take you that are just like for having a good time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I have a question for you. What is your end goal? Like, where do you see yourself living? Where do you see yourself? Um, what do you see yourself doing 10 years from now? What's your end goal? Um, I hope that I just keep doing what I'm doing right now. I have been had amazing opportunities to go and do some amazing pride shows and um, like perform all over Canada to do different um, like little songs and dances. And I uh, am getting an opportunity to write with all these really great artists, um, even in genres that I never thought I would get to do. Like, thinking that I would be here writing country music for country artists, like more than I'm writing music for myself is something that I honestly never told my, never thought that I would even get to do. And here I am. I just kind of want to see where this goes. I am really pleased with um, the results and, uh, and I hope to get good better at video. TikTok is fun. um, And it's a really great platform. Um, But what I'm noticing is that it's, it's, it's not about TikTok, but it's about the transition to video. And that's been something that has been really challenging. Uh, My background is in social media and in uh, digital media and content. So I um, love to see how this is developing and to see how like artists are utilizing these digital platforms to communicate with their fans, Um, watching like Zara Larson do like a virtual performance and not just like be animated, but like have her sensors all over her body and then do the concert and then have them play that forward and people to attend this concert. Like that's so, so, so cool. Um, So I just, I hope to be able to keep getting to be a part of it. It's such a blessing to be able to do it, to be able to meet all these people um, and to go and to just, yeah, like just to get out there. So I just want to keep doing this. I hope that uh, it just gets better and better every day. Uh, and so far it is. So. I admire how unapologetically you, yourself you are. 
that's like Thank you. That's a sweet. difficult thing to achieve for a lot of people. And I really like that. I feel like you've achieved it. Thank you. It's a, it's all, it's a work. You, it's something I think a lot of people, I'm actually, I have to make this a TikTok video. Cause I think a lot of people see me on TikTok and they're like, oh, you just look like you're having so much fun all the time. And like most days are hard. Like I get up, I'm feeling mad. I'm feeling frustrated. I have jobs to do, even though like it feels like my job is all fun music stuff. Like a lot of the applications and grants and stuff like that, it's the exact same as anybody who works in an office or anything like that. It's all administrative. And uh, it is it is challenging. And that's why I like to write these songs is because um, I know that life can get hard. I know that work can be shitty. And I'm here to just to help you feel like things are getting better. But it's it's a work. I think that people get this misinterpretation that I'm just here having so much fun when like more days are hard than I would probably like to admit. But it's fine. You're going to get there. And there are people out there who feel you and who know what you're going through. And, um, and you're going to be, I know who I am to the world and I know who gets what from my experience and what I have to offer. And I know that that is what I have to offer that this experience of like, it's going to be okay. You're going to get better. It doesn't always stay like trash is that experience that I offer to most people. And I want to continue to offer that. But if you're able to do something and find out who you are, know who it is, what you serve and who wants it, um, you will find a spot that you fit in um, and not only where you fit in, but where you thrive and where you will um, come out on top. It sounds like I'm telling you to mold and to bend to the mold. And I am absolutely not saying that. I'm saying the opposite. I'm saying keep being yourself um, to a degree in which you know that you are a good person and you are doing the best that you can and other people will find you who are just like you. So. That's amazing. And how can consumers find your music? Please go follow me on um, Instagram and TikTok. I'm also on Twitter, but I'm not funny on there. Um, <laughs> and I'm just not. And uh, it's just tweets that I, it's just my random thoughts. And then, um, and, uh, but yeah, follow me on Instagram and TikTok as well as your favorite um, social media platform. I've got a new song coming out on November 4th that uh, is called Forgetting Ya. And, and um, yeah, and I've also got some new merch coming. I'm really excited about that. It's going to be fun to get some fun sweaters and stickers and, and stuff like that based on some new album art. So yeah, come visit me online. I'm that definitely so there. Exciting. Well, thank you so much for letting me interview you and pick your brain a little bit. Of course. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Of course. I wish you luck with the rest of your music career. I have no doubt that you're going to go so far. <laughs> thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And if you're an artist and you've got a story to share with a passion for music, please do reach out. Whether you're just starting out or you've been in the music industry for years, I would love to hear your story. Follow me on Instagram through my handle at Music Mentality with Angie. Or email me at Music Mentality with Angie at gmail.com. Finally, a huge shout out and thank you to the amazing editor behind these episodes, Aileen Tamer. Thank you so much for listening and see you next time.